Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering. I am your host, Kirsty Frugia, and I'm doing a solo, kind of solo, solo in that Amy's not here tonight, but I am not solo because I have Chris Lovett with me again. If you have not listened to his first interview with us, then please go back and listen. It's called The Discovery of Less. It's awesome. But let me introduce you to Chris and then we can get chatting. So Chris is an author, an executive and simplicity coach, a speaker, a career mentor and minimalist. And, and, it, and, 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 and. <laughs> he tells it as it is with a cracking sense of humor. He has a way of disarming you and getting into your head. We spoke <laughs> to Chris. <laughs> In Don't May, tell people that. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, we spoke to Chris in May 21, only weeks before his first book, The Discovery of Less, came out. And since then, he has given a TEDx talk. He's enjoyed the success of his book. And we can't wait to find out more about what he's been up to. So, welcome, 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 Chris. It's so lovely to have your beaming, smiling face back with me. <laughs> Oh, bless you, Kirst. Uh, and likewise, it's lovely to see your face and, and hear how you guys are, are getting on. I mean, that year's gone quick, hasn't it, since we, uh, since we first spoke? It definitely has, and things have changed heaps here at the Art of Decluttering as well. So I've seen, I've seen. I've been supporting from I don't know, however many uh-huh. thousands of miles away. Yeah, so tell us what we missed in that intro. You're clearly not from Australia. No. <laughs> No, I'm a Londoner. Um, I have been all my life. So yeah, I've um, so kind of grew up in South London and travelled the world a little bit, but I've still kept my my Cockney tones. And yeah, so, so, so since we last spoke, I've lived in about two or three more different places. Um, just because the pandemic did a bit of a number on all of us, kind of you know keeping us housed and holed up in the same place so I kind of took control of this whole minimalist experience I was like nah let's get out and explore where we could explore so I sold my last place uh, which is an apartment in South London I sold that in March 21 Mm -hmm. no March 20 no March 21 yeah yeah that was it um (laughs) and then went on a little bit of a UK exploration exploratory journey 
And which where did we you spoke. hop in a van or just in your car or did oh, you just in the little car? Yeah, I packed everything that I had left into the little car with the dog, and travelled around the UK and just rented Airbnbs for like two, three months at a time and worked from there. So yeah, and then now I'm living in another rented accommodation uh, just between London and Brighton, which is on the south coast. So I'm kind of closer to the sea, um, but it's close enough to the sea. So I'm right in the middle. So yeah, Beautiful. so that's that's where I've been. I've been in a lot of places since we last spoke, physically, <laughs> mentally, many more. <laughs> and how did the launch of your book go? Yeah, it went all right, actually. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for supporting it as well. Um, so Discovery Less came out a couple of days before my birthday in June 2021. And that was the debut. So that was the first time I'd ever done anything like this before. So going through that experience of writing a book, you know, structuring it and then having an editor, you know, tear it to shreds, um, <laughs> but also being really supportive at the same time you know, getting a cover designer, working with all different types of platforms, including Amazon to try and get it published. I mean, yeah, what a journey, what a journey. And since it was launched, I was kind of like waiting to see what people would think, you know, how would it, how would it impact people? And I'm still really surprised and humbled. You know, every couple of days I get a message from someone on Instagram or via email to say this is what I have done because I have read Discovery of Less and I was like I'm not sure I ever really intended it to be this you know kind of you know ray of hope or things like that but people have literally picked it up read the first chapter put it down and ordered skips <laughs> or you know changed careers or downsized their whole living situation and they tell me this and I'm st I'm, I'm a bit like but I only made a couple of jokes in there. Like I just told my story. And um, so, yeah, so it's I'm still so quite. so personably humbled. written. Like it literally <laughs> is written like you're chatting to your mate, like you're chatting to me as a yeah. friend. It's so warm. And like we said in the intro, you have, you're disarmingly getting into people's heads. And like I know <laughs> that. Um, Belinda on our team is like such a super fan. Like she stalks you on Instagram. She's sending <laughs> you messages. She's highlighting passages out of your book and showing you how much amazing. she's being impacted by your book. She oh, absolutely loves, like she's a fangirl <laughs> of you. And it's. Oh, wow. Like, I, I, and that's, and that's the thing. Like it never really, it was never really intended to be that way, but, um, but I remember one thing my editor always said to me, he was said, he said, look, you just have to keep it, you keep it authentic. Because I went on this little bit of a, uh, not that it didn't come off the rails really that much in regards to writing it, but um, he started to say, you're talk, you're not talking like you, you've, it's turned, you've, you're starting to write like a, someone that you've read elsewhere. Yes. And I was like, you yeah, think you're meant a bit to sound. Weird. Yeah. How you're supposed to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and he was like, no, just just write it as you would write it, as you would say it. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can definitely do that. And it became so much easier. And there were all these preconceived ideas about how you should write an article, how you should write a book, et cetera, and you should have all these long words and, and things like that. And I'm like, you know what? That's not 
the reality. That's not like what people are That's after. They are like they're, they're <laughs> investing in exactly. They're investing in you as a person and if they pick up a book and see all these really long words <laughs> so they're a bit nah mate that's not that's not you so yeah so we had i had kind of had to get out of my own way really to to get that over the line but yeah since then it's been um it's been a, an absolute roller coaster of emotions um you know professionally and personally but yeah and then the then the ted talk came about yes tell us about that i've watched it it's really cool (laughs) and it's cool to like i was watching it going that's my mate like my mate's doing a tedx (laughs) i know him (laughs) i know him (laughs) it was so bizarre right so um and hopefully people will get you know encouraged by kind of maybe following these types of breadcrumbs and and so when i talk to people about you know letting go about you know whether it's you know physical things like you guys are experts at or you know mental aspects or career or you know things like that um to kind of organize and kind of set up a new identity you need to have a look at the people around you so what i did when i first put the book together i reached out to people that i kind of looked up to that inspired me and i asked them about endorsing the book um some of them i didn't know i hadn't connected with before but i just asked the question because you know you don't ask don't get right exactly and some of them came back and kind of endorsed the book and said this is a really interesting approach to personal development and living life and as a whole minimalist and things like that and i was like wow people smarter than me are sharing my work (laughs) they're almost going this is really interesting and i was like maybe there is something here so one of the guys that had endorsed the book, a guy called Jamil Qureshi, who I highly recommend checking out, by the way, um, he had done a TEDx talk in October in 2021. I was like, similar to you, I was like, how did he get to do that? I know him. So I followed the breadcrumbs. So kind of like, who did he connect with? Who did he reach out to? And is this something that I could do? Because this was one of the aspirations that I had you know, in kind of 2017, 2018, when I kind of decluttered everything and traveled around the world, I was like, I have aspirations that were underneath all of the stuff that I had accumulated <laughs> over the years. So once I got rid of it, I was like, well, now I can try and hit those aspirations. And one of them was to do a TED talk. And I reached out to uh, an international business school in London. And I said, just on the off chance, if you're ever looking for a minimalist to chat about you know, the overwhelm of stuff and the overwhelm of work as well. Let me know. And they they came back to me in 48 hours and they said, we're shutting our um, speaker list down in two days. Can we interview you about it? I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Let's get on yeah. the phone today. Yeah, <laughs> so I went through like a proper interview process and they said, oh, this is, we've never heard anything like this before. So it was the whole, if you've not seen it, um, it's about, I'm talking to Alyssa here, I know you've seen it, Kirst, um, about doing less at work, but having more impact. So actually letting go of the rubbish tasks yes. that we have, you know, assumed that are important, but they're really not. Or maybe they've changed over the years. And that's based on my own experiences of doing crap work that didn't lead anywhere. And, you know, working ridiculous hours for what? Uh, And all the research that's been going on at the moment about 
overwork and people's health deteriorating because they're spending so much time at work, et cetera, et cetera. So I said, look, I've got something to say about this. Would you be interested? And they did the interview and they said, uh, yeah, would you go on first? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a minute. <laughs> what, what do you mean? And they went, oh, no, we we definitely want you to. Can you go on first? And so you obviously you won't see that because I went I went and did. Um, it was on a Sunday, so it's filmed on a Sunday. So it was streamed live around the world. And um, you get to stand on the red bit of circle, you know, mm. the red carpet. <laughs> and I go out and it's just like a blur, like 14 minutes it was done in. And I just did my talk and was almost in the moment. And then the only, only bit I remember, Kirst, is I was looking at the front row and there was one of the TED staff who held an iPad and it clicked over to 11 minutes. And I went, have I been talking for 11 minutes? <laughs> better start wrapping up so yeah and then went off stage had the applause and uh i looked on the screen because they had a laptop in the kind of green room backstage and it was delayed by like 15 20 minutes and i could see the stream of people from all over the world going i'm looking forward to seeing chris lovett talk and i'm like how how has this happened like i don't know why like how do they even know who i am um so yeah, it was one of those life experiences that I'll never ever forget. Um, made lifetime friends doing it, and and yeah, and there it is. It's in the world forever yeah. now. So um, so yeah. So talk a... more. I'd love to hear more about <laughs> TED talks are only fourteen minutes. I was all yeah. like. Oh, Chris, you're just getting to the really good stuff, obviously, because I already know your decluttering journey and that's my jam. (laughs) So it's all like, "Ah, you're getting to the really interesting stuff for me around decluttering work practices. And so, and I know heaps, you know, vast majority of our listeners are also out in the workforce, not well, just we've all got jobs, right? At I mean. home. So please tell us your wisdom <laughs> on decluttering decluttering work. your work and yeah. be more in, doing being more with less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less yeah, is so more. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So it was it was called um less busy, more impact. And the story basically goes around that I I joined a new company uh, an organization new team and was given a whole lot of work to do and when i asked you know whether it was important everybody said oh yeah it's this is really urgent this is really important then the next thing came and landed on my desk and they're like oh now this is important and this is urgent and everything became important and urgent and i was like but if that's true then surely nothing is important important or urgent and nothing is urgent yeah. yeah that's it right so um <laughs> So I kind of did this weird experiment where I just stopped doing stuff. It was a little bit um, disruptive, but I just stopped doing a bit of work just to see what happens. And nothing really happened. There was no negative consequences. People just forgot about it and moved on because they were too busy um, with the next thing that came apart. So I was like, I wonder if there's something here. So I then just stopped going to meetings and I stopped responding to emails. And I found that there was no negative consequence. Like nothing happened. <laughs> like, I'm like, and I'm looking around at people going, why are you all working through your lunch hours? You're working ridiculously late hours. You know, your relationships are suffering. Your health is suffering. What's going on here? 
Um, and so I went and listened to a load of people because that's kind of what I do. Is, is I, my day job is as a, as a, you know, leadership coach as well as a simplicity coach. And the the two combined, all of a sudden, shone this light. I was like, "There's something here where we can help the overworked and the overbusy and the overwhelmed with doing less." So I've helped people kind of go through the psychology of why they love being busy. Mm-hmm. And so there was this badge of honor that we all wore. So we love to tell people in our social circles of how busy we are because it puts us on a pedestal about how successful or how in demand or how important we are. And generally when we go out in social situations, one of the first questions is what do you do? <laughs> Which under, underlines the whole point of where you know, we're in a social setting here. Where do I stand? Do I stand above you? Do I stand in parallel? And so that's what we try to, we try to subconsciously work out with different people. What do you do? And that became less and less important to me every time. And it was almost like, I asked the questions like, what difference have you made? Yes. That's exactly and, um, what I was going through. I was yeah. all like, oh, I know some really good questions that you can ask yeah. instead of what do you do from work? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, there you go. So, you know, what's, you know, what difference have you made recently? Um, or what are you really passionate about at the moment? And, How have you um, made someone smile this week? There you go. Amazing. Well, this has made me smile this week. So, um, you know, it's an friend. amazing start. <laughs> Yeah. And so I started asking those types of questions and people really struggled to answer them. But they were always really busy. And I was like, what are you busy doing? And they really couldn't understand what it was. It was busy getting caught up with responding to emails, busy going to meetings that were actually a repeat of the one they did last week and spending so long perfecting something that would have been completely fine being good enough. And so, so yeah, so I've been working through lots and lots of um personality types and interviewing lots and lots of people about this kind of busyness pandemic the second wave of covid is not a physical interference it's a mental one now because we're working way more than we did pre-covid mm-hmm. and some of the reason why that is because when you're working from home you don't get to see how other people are working. So your anxiety increases. And so to hide that anxiety of, am I doing enough? You work more. Uh, the imposter syndrome comes into it as well because we can't mm. we can't validate what we're doing compared to other people. So we just go in this weird spiral of overwork. Because if I'm working more, that will help. That'll Regardless prove. of whether it's yeah. And um, and if other people see me working more, that will mean that I am in demand. It mean I won't lose my job or I won't get demoted or whatever. And then obviously the the downside of all of that is we're staring at a screen for longer. We're worrying about irrelevant pieces of work in the bigger scheme of things. And it impacts our relationships and our health. And so so yeah, so there's loads and loads of stories um which I'll, I'll kind of share one now but i've started writing the second book which is going to be called <laughs> which is going to be called relentless and <laughs> you didn't see Curtis's face then um <laughs> it was just this big kind of beaming smile yeah relentless we've just started um so i've just started interviewing people about 
you know why they're really busy and, and the impact it's caused on on people but yeah so in in the ted that i'll explain about the whole lego experiment which i found and basically people a group of people were asked can you secure this lego structure and they could do it in one or two ways either add one more brick or take a brick away right addition or subtraction most of the people just went and picked up another brick and added it to the structure but actually the simplest and cheapest way was to take away to subtract right to let go but people didn't realize that because they were in pressured busy environments so their default in the brain was let's add one more thing and so that's what we tend to do we tend to look at a situation or a challenge you know oh let's have another meeting about it or let's put a new process in place or let's do more to solve the problem but ultimately the main solution could be let's do less let's let go and so that's where the whole kind of this professional minimalism has now been born out from and um and where relentless is uh is going in that in that direction yeah making me so happy i'm like so excited for this research so excited for this book so excited for people who are going to be impacted by your work i love it i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, the thing is, it's been like, it's been bubbling for since maybe before Discovery of Less came out because I was listening to how people were really busy now they never had time and the one thing they really wanted was time but yeah they they used all of their time energy resources on stuff that didn't really matter and you know what curse one one kind of image really put it into perspective for me was um i think it was nasa recently released released a picture of earth from saturn's rings and you can just about make out earth this tiny little dot and i was like well blimey that puts all my emails into perspective doesn't it (laughs) so i was like you know in the bigger scheme of things how important is it that you have to reply to that email in 24 hours you know the rules and assumptions and the cultures that we've set up over years are probably no longer relevant or parts of it are redundant now so it's figuring out which parts of those old rules and assumptions that we've probably just made up over time there's never really been any rules that have been written down just <laughs> groups of people have got together and thought this would be the best thing to do let's have a meeting every every thursday afternoon at, at four o'clock and it's going to be an hour and over time people turning up to that meeting going why are we here <laughs> like what's the purpose of this oh no but we'll carry on doing it because it's tradition or because it's you know that's just the way it's always been done or or they think it's the most efficient way like I um one of my dear friends says what would it look like if yeah yeah we thought in a different way like you know it's dot 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 what what would it look like if so I've even got a post-it note on my screen that says amazing what would it look like if 
like, and that just like lets you be creative and use your imagination around what would it look like if we didn't have this meeting? How would that impact? What impact would that have? Is there a different way that we can communicate what needs to be communicated? Like what's what would it look like? What would it look like if dot, 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 and and that's that is exactly it cursed it's almost taking everything that we've learned through our own personal experiences and having that the decluttering business and putting it into a corporate professional context where the personal and professional lives have now been completely blurred yes there is you know working from home has blurred everything together so where it used to be let's declutter our personal lives you know Let's get rid of the clothes we don't wear, the, the Tupperware we don't use, etc. What happens when you did that, but then you still were stressed out with work or stressed out with tasks and things like that? Mm-hmm. And so now it's trying to combine the two because, you know, well, I'm working from home. You know, I have a home office. Most people have had to uh, and now have that option of, oh, I can do three days in the UK, especially, you know, I can do three, four, maybe even five days a week working from home. So if your personal life is decluttered and satisfactory, but then you log on and there's freedom, right? And then you log on and it's a mess. Because you found freedom and then you go to the other one other aspect of your life and there's no freedom. Like it just highlights I think that that like it really highlights when you don't have freedom. Like, and I think that that goes across to anything. Like, when you've had freedom in one space in your life, then you notice everywhere else that you don't have freedom. Oh, a hundred percent. And so it makes total sense that. Oh yeah, yeah. When you have freedom in your space, then your eyes are open to where you don't have freedom, and work is yeah. A huge part of most people's lives is work and you know we all have to put food on the table we all have to have a house you know a roof over our head we so work is a necessary and it doesn't have to be a necessary evil it can be producing beautiful things into the world and can be like make a difference it can absolutely make a difference and so how can we be making a difference and making a difference within the place that we're making a difference. And, you know, not everybody has to make a difference in their work capacity. Like we, Mm. and it it is all dependent on your perspective and your frame of mind when. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's that fulfillment as well. Like if you're not fulfilled, um, you know, is there things that you can be doing to make it more fulfilling you know or you know is there is there something that you you want to do less of so you can do more of something else and you know that's you know, that's what we've been working with lots of individuals and teams and um so i've kind of been very i'm trying to not use the word busy i need to think of a different word other than busy but i've been intentional there we go so i've been very intentional with lots of uh teams around UK and a couple in Europe as well, actually, where they've asked me to come in and speak. So I've gone into teams, gone into companies, you know, sometimes virtually, and there's thousands of people on the screen. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. Yes. <laughs> um, but again, just told the story about how 
decluttering can form a, a new path into your personal and professional life and how it can help you achieve so much more by focusing on less and uh and yeah people have changed careers people have become healthier people have you know massive teams you know huge organizations have, have all of a sudden gone yeah you know what we need to change the way we've been working for so many years and it's literally started because i got rid of my dvd collection <laughs> so that's where you can start yes. you know start yeah, that's it's a ripple point. effect like it is how crazy yeah. that's what like i that's what i love about decluttering is that when you declutter then you can do exactly what you did and like lift your eyes up to go what's next like yeah. what can I put my hand to now that I'm not feeling cluttered in my home and I'm not feeling overwhelmed by my home? Like that's when we can look up and go, well, how can we change the rest of my world? And can that extend beyond my own little, you know, like just the more we declutter, the bigger, the more we can lift up our head and see more ways that we can have an impact on the world like yeah it's opportunity right it's like once you once you see more clearly yes you start to see more opportunity and um and that's what i've been seeing but when people are cluttered in their personal and or professional life Mm -hmm. people can't see opportunity stifles creativity it absolutely stifles creativity that's it and there's been so many people I've spoke to recently around, you know, opportunity and where I've spotted something that they could maybe try, but it hasn't really registered for them because they've been so overwhelmed or overworked. Um, and and that's kind of what, what tends to happen with people. And so I'm almost like you're the talent that that I've been introduced to in the UK, especially the, the generation beneath us. So is it Gen Z's, right? So I worked with... Uh, a few students who did the the TEDx and I was like these guys are incredible like the quality of the ideas and creativity that the like the 21 22 23 year olds have got blew my mind right blew my and I thought I was a little bit creative right but my my worry is that they then get sucked into this world of being busy mm-hmm. and they just become a carbon copy of the management and leadership that we've been taught in the past that you know or all these things you know if you're busy you're important or you know if you're busy you're in demand and so what i'm trying to get across to people now is it might be a little bit disruptive but yes but being busy doesn't necessarily mean that you're making the impact anymore so if i look at say you know a a ceo's diary and i look at it and go well you look like you're playing tetris there mate like what's uh (laughs) what, what room have you got to go for a walk and they'll be like oh i don't really okay great so walking brings creativity so you've minus that so you lack creativity what about sleep oh yeah i need to do like five hours okay right sleep replenishes the brain right so so all of these things now so having time for creative actions time to stop time to listen to people time to do all of these things if they are not in your day-to-day setup are you really successful now maybe in the past we would have looked at people and gone money title 
and how often and how much you work. That would a measure of and the, the items that you bought. How big's yeah. your house? How big's your car? They were measure of successes in the cultures that I've been brought up in. What we're looking at now is actually a measure of success is are you fulfilled in your in your job? Is it impactful? Does it make a difference? Is it sustainable? Yes, sustainable. Um, so you know, what are the things you do? The things you do make a difference. Um, do are you learning? Are you growing as an individual? Because if you're not, you're going to get left behind. So especially the things that are changing so quickly, right? So I look at all these, you know, CEOs, and I'm like, right, what? How much time have you got to learn new stuff? Oh no, I don't really. Right, okay. So your decision making is faulty <laughs> because if you're not in touch with your people, if you're not in touch with, you know, the the generation that is coming up now, how do you know what? How to converse with them? How to listen? How to how to have emotional intelligence. So all of these things are now a modern view of what success in a professional context looks like. And so I'm kind of helping people from that, from the past, from pre-COVID to come through and look after the new wave of talent that's coming in that has more, that is a little bit more challenging, that is a little bit more happier to say no to stuff and go, no, I don't, that doesn't meet with my values and how do we help with the climate and how what this and all of these things and money's not the most important and all of this stuff now that is you know and you can't incentivize me to work more by giving me money like that's not my driving if well, that doesn't yeah. drive me actually well, yeah. spending time with my friends drives me so how why don't you incentivize me to do less <laughs> Like, and yeah. just like understanding that generation and and learning how we can change in the, like yeah. our generation can change and how much healthier that could look for because I'm like oh my gosh there's so many impacts on this like because it's not just about your professional life it's how are you feeling inside how it yeah. you know how is that impacting on your family like if you've got family like yeah. um how are they happy with the amount of time that you're working are that you know is that fulfilling for them as well can are they tied into what's driving you like do they yeah. care do they care about having a bigger house or better holidays or a better car like is that yeah. you're saying to yourself that you're doing this all for your family but what does your family actually want like because yeah. it may not be the house and the car and the holidays it may be your time yeah exactly and your quality of parenting you know um yes. and and things like that yeah and the ability to learn like the emotional intelligence like i was saying to my kids the other day you are going to be a better parent than me because like you you just that's the way that we <laughs> that's human nature we build on what we've been taught and so yeah. you're going to be a better parent than me but also they are so emotionally intelligent like and that is not just because I'm building that into them. They're getting that built into them in school and they're being that built into them from their peers. Like they're, yeah. this generation of young children are so incredibly emotionally intelligent. Like yeah. it blows my mind every day. And like you said, like the, you know, that half a generation up from them are really emotionally intelligent as well. And so we need to bring our a game to that as well like being mm -hmm. leaders of these people we need to be emotionally intelligent otherwise yeah. they're going to be like 
yeah, no, we can do it better. Let's start our own companies and not work for yours. Like, oh yeah, that's what because it'll be, you know the people of science go, no, I'm not going to do it that way. Yes, <laughs> and the the you know there's a I don't know what it's like in um, in Australia at the moment, but the demand for talent in the UK is so huge. So there's actually I read an article recently. There's more jobs than there is talent to take them because yeah. of Brexit and covid and other and the cost of living so all that stuff going on yeah. so you'll have teams that will be like oh we will need a couple of people and they'll have to work so hard to get that talent and people are going to look at it and go right okay so what can you offer me now okay so it used to be salary like you were saying earlier <laughs> or now i want now i want flexible working and that well no, you have to be in the office five days a week. And then I go, all right, well, I'll see you later then. So, I'm yeah, gonna, uh, I'll go to the other job that I've been there. offered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So they want, you know, people want flexible working. People want a decent salary. People want time off. People want to have more autonomy. Uh, you know, things like, like that, that actually it never used to come up in conversations, especially in negotiations that I've been in, in the past where I've been like, it was just salary. Mm-hmm. You will be here five days a week. You will do the work that you're given but we'll, you know, we'll give you this as your reward package. And you're like, oh, well, I suppose I'll have to take it. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's changed. So the talent holds the power and, and the talent can go, well, I want, I want to do four days in the office and one at home, or I don't want to work Mondays, which is exactly what I do. You know, so I've basically just said, this is how I work best. And so I do four days consultant coach for a, a large organization. and then three-day week and every week and that brings the best out of me but it gives me most all the you know the satisfaction of having that freedom plus also when i do work i'm the very best version mm-hmm. i'm not a watered down version or dialogue i am on top of my game all the time so then that helps other people but but yeah but anyway like we were saying relentless is coming um <laughs> book two is is in the works and yes, yeah, so look out, look out for that one. Um, it's exciting, exciting stuff. But yeah, we're doing lots of talks at the moment as well. People asking to come, ask for me to to zoom in to their teams and to their organisations and go tell us about how this whole minimalism at work works for works. us. Yeah. yeah, what does it mean? And I'm like, right, well, think of decluttering. <laughs> think of the things that you used to hold on to so tightly that actually you've never used or doesn't you know no, no longer adds value so it's the same concept but it's with your meetings it's with your emails it's with the work that we believed that was once so valuable but actually maybe now not so much oh. well i could keep talking to you for a lot longer but I want to honour your time because I know that you're <laughs> going to hang out with another Australian friend who's in <laughs> your country with you. Um, he is, so, yeah. and, he's and actually he's British, like, but he moved British, to Australia. But he's, he's, we but he's got an Aussie twang now. Now call him Australian. Have you not yeah. heard of what Aussies do? We claim everybody for our own, even if they <laughs> were here for two seconds. So I've, I've we will claim that. your friend. Yeah. And you claimed his accent as well, because he used to be a Londoner, but now he's um now his accent is everything ends in a question. <laughs> yes, like me. That's how yeah. I speak. Yeah. Um, and 
except I also kept a few words from my London accent <laughs> 20 plus years ago. So I still say dance and France and advantage and except, you know, go. it's not a Cockney accent. It's like, but it's not a plummy accent either. So, who, no. you know, it's the Kirsty accent. Exactly. It's authentic to you, yeah. Yeah. So plug where people can find you. So we want we want yeah. those who are listening who are like, oh, I need more of Chris in my life. And yeah. you know, they people who want you to get in their head even more. We want <laughs> them to know how to get get you in their head. <laughs> yeah. Um well I suppose if you if you are a, a visual learner, the TED Talk is probably the best. So you just go onto YouTube, just put Chris Love It TED Talk into google and that should pop up that talk is about 14 minutes long so you know even if you've got a spare 14 minutes which you know if you haven't then you really need to see this talk um yeah it's called less busy more impact uh discovery of less the book which kirsty mentioned earlier came out in 2021 that is on uh amazon and any other online bookstores that you get your books it was in the it was in the top 10 last week it just keeps popping up into like yes. into like top 10 charts and i'm like That's how awesome. why is this possible That's so awesome. people are really enjoying it and and it's a nice kind of uh it's a nice slow journey into decluttering your life uh you can find out quite a bit more about me as well so if you're if you're kind of into also traveling and like career changes or a little bit of that in there as well and then socials just put chris love it into any of your socials and my big hair should pop up but um so yeah so they're the kind of main areas you can get chapter one of discovery of less for nothing if you want to try before you buy um on lessisprogress.com which is my website there's, there's some articles on there and there's lots of free stuff on there so get yourself uh, your first chapter for nothing if you want to and it's the biggest chapter it's like the it's like 40 pages <laughs> it's like a massive and i was like there you go everyone have it for nothing have it yeah yeah but we'll put all of this in the show notes so you don't have to look far to find out um how to discover more of chris i've got a quick review that i'm going to read out before we say yes. goodbye um, i do love so, hearing these by the way and this is from somebody in New Zealand called Bathford and it's like titled Great Expectations with five stars. So it says, I was born in Bath, England yeah. and immigrated to New Zealand as a child in the 50s. I love your podcast and I'm now busy going back through episodes to get another fix. I'm a counsellor and I really like the way you pay attention to all by the unspoken feelings and worries that can stop us getting things done. I found while listening to your podcast, I've decluttered the entire house in my head. Oh, right. <laughs> my husband has recently gone into care now, so now I'm ready. Thank you, Elaine Johnson Fielding in New Zealand. And so thank you so much, Elaine. What a awesome review. And I am going to offer this challenge to people if you were born in another country from which you now live then that this is your call to leave a review of our podcast and tell us how much you love chris as well so here's that so i've got two challenges if you also love chris then leave a review as well and we 
just really appreciate you taking the time for to be with us this early morning your time and this yeah that's all right mid evening my time um it's always lovely to hang out with you and see your crazy big hair and see um <laughs> i do need be, a cup <laughs> i just you bring me joy so thank you for bringing me oh, joy tonight thank you for sharing your wisdom with our listeners and we can't wait to be Amy and I can't wait to be back in your ears again next week. So thank you, Chris. Pleasure. Love it. Thank you very much. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.